welcome to the Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week, we are going to have a conversation about meditation. But it's going to be a little more like uh, last episode, where it was an actual conversation instead of me just kind of bullet pointing a lot of stuff. So meditation is a way to access what we kind of started calling around here the bigger than the things that are bigger than you or or more mysterious than you whether that greater than is your deity or a sense of wonder or belonging or even your shadow self we meditate for many reasons and in many many ways there are lots of guided meditations for people who are new to this practice there's some great ones on YouTube. Uh, when I'm doing meditations for people who have never meditated before, I always suggest going with a relaxation guided meditation so that you're not trying to do too much right out of the gate while you're just learning these techniques. Meditation is very helpful to practitioners who are trying to access their power or to communicate with their deities. I've been using a form of meditation from a really very young age, in part because I consider prayer as a form of meditation. It's focused, structured, or completely unstructured thought. It's time to contemplate, to pray, or to work towards emptiness. It's just meditation is going to mean many things to many people, to different people. Is there some really cool, um, I know you've probably seen them on social network, the meditation cards for young children? Yes. I've been thinking about getting them for my granddaughter. They look really interesting about just teaching them. Basically, I guess it's kind of like the card of the day. This is we're going to work on this and work on yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I started doing meditation substitute and putting substitute in quotes uh, for nap time when my oldest uh, decided very, very young that naps were not his jam anymore. Mm -hmm. um, we still needed quiet time. So we started doing meditation and he did that pretty well for a while until the baby came along and then he stopped with that. <laughs> probably help them now though. Anyway, so we're gonna, I'm gonna quickly go over the kind of basic types of meditation and then we're just gonna kind of have a conversation about the different types we've tried or the different successes or failures in some cases. So that's the plan for this episode. So our first one is mindfulness. In mindfulness meditation, you pay attention to your thoughts as they pass through. You don't judge them and you don't become involved with them. You simply observe the thought and take note of any patterns that may occur. One of the ways that I was taught to do this was to picture each thought. Uh, so you have a thought in your head as you're meditating to kind of picture putting that thought into a bubble and letting the bubble float off. That proved kind of tricky yeah i never i've heard people talk about this like if you have time if you're having problems clearing your mind to do it but i never knew it was like a meditation practice in itself mm -hmm. okay, okay if i can't blank it out if it, yeah if you, it and forget it like or if you can't blank it out embrace it in a way that isn't oh i should just empty my no em, you know embrace it in a way that is much more gentle spiritual meditation is going to be very similar to prayer 
is in that you reflect on the silence around you, seeking a deeper connection with your God or goddess or the universe or whatever it is that you are seeking communion with. Mm-hmm. Certainly that is something that most of us do in some way, um, especially if you were raised um, in the U.S., if you were raised Christian, you're going to have that quiet, reflective prayer time. You should be having that quiet, quiet, reflective prayer time. I went through that phase of the law of one, where everything mm-hmm. you do is out into the universe and that. So I guess that was kind of like a spiritual, because mm-hmm. I was trying to consciously control of what I was doing. But mm, as I said before, I put me in a car and that stuff all goes out the window, literally. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Because the, the one that really got me was um, fairly good at controlling my mouth when I'm in a situation where I have to control my mouth. But when it said that the thoughts that, like, it didn't even have to be said to the person, just thinking it, like, put it out in the universe, I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> no. Irish New Yorker. It's kind of Irish New And I, I do want to touch, I, there's a, you know, there is an element, there can be an element of the mindfulness meditation in the spiritual meditation and in you know there's going to be overlap and combinations for sure like these are just kind of the overall concepts because each you know we're talking esoteric stuff it's the very very blurred boundaries you know focused meditation involves concentration using any of your five senses So uh, the easiest example is going to be a candle meditation where you gaze at the flame of the candle, paying very, very close attention to what it's doing, gazing at a painting that's um, a very traditional Chinese form of meditation, um, Taoist specifically. That's why there's such art and religion are very closely tied. So that's sight or visual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would um, touch be something like when people have prayer breeds or worry stones? Yes, yes. Touch? Okay. I would. So smell, like if you were doing essential oils or what would... I, I, I would get too literal on the five senses I, here, but I'm just curious. I, I, so if you wanted to, to solely focus on, focus on one... Um, yeah, I would do whatever needed to be done to do just that one. So like smell, a good one would be a sprig of rosemary under your nose. And like, now you can combine these if you have, say, that sprig of rosemary, you've got sight. What does it look like? What's it cut? What's its color? Like really, what does it smell like? What does it feel like? What what does it taste like? Because you can eat rosemary. Yeah. Like you could involve all five senses with just choosing the right object to focus on movement meditation even though most people think of uh, most people will think yoga when they think of movement meditation but it could be anything ranging from include anything from walking in the woods or gardening or guagon or tai chi um, anything gentle any gentle movement because you don't want anything that could risk jarring you out of the meditative headspace okay we are very lucky where we live that there are several labyrinths close by to walk. Um, they're just paths laid out on the ground. There's one um, out at Lane. There's one. There's one at my old uh, doctor's office, actually. 
so movement meditation is good for people who find peace in action and prefer to let their minds wander while they're doing things like that. There's a group of Buddhist monks who do a beautiful, very slow walk. The whirling dervishes in Islam. I believe they're Islamic. That's a form of medit- of movement meditation. I didn't even think about it until you started talking about it, but um, floating in a pool or an ocean. Mm-hmm. We used to always laugh and call it Zen buoy. <laughs> because we just float and then, you know, talk and then just phase out. But that the movement mm-hmm. in the water, you're just having a slight little water jump. Yeah. That definitely puts you in that kind of a, you want to call it trance. Mantra meditation is prominent in many teachings, including Buddhist and Hindu traditions. Um, it's a meditation using a repetitive sound to clear the mind. This sound can be a word or phrase or just a simple sound like OM, which is from a mostly closed practice. Um, but some other thing, you can make up your own mantras. Um, I will frequently go, I will frequently wake up and, and decide, I need a mantra today because I'm feeling foggy or I'm feeling whatever. And I will just create a mantra, something like, I am at peace. Oh, okay. So, like, so, so that just becomes the thing I say all, all day at, to where I'm kind of just saying it in the back of my head, even when I'm not speaking, it's just, I am at peace. I am at peace. I am at peace. Um, saying the Lord's prayer or praying the rosary, mm-hmm. especially praying the rosary is definitely a mantra style meditation. And Transcendental meditation is probably, A, it's the one I know absolutely the least about, um, and it's probably considered controversial. It's more customizable than mantra meditation, but it does use a series of words like a mantra that are specific to each practitioner. This practice is going to be really good for people who like structure and are very serious about maintaining a meditation practice. You hear, you it used to be that you would hear all sorts of things about those those people who practice transcendental meditation. They're way out there or they're, you know, they can do, they can float or they can do all sorts of stuff. I, I have no more than just rumors. I don't know anything about it. It's not a form I practice. Progressive relaxation is, so even if you're not a person who is wanting to do meditation as a thing, Every so often, uh, progressive relaxation is going to be the most amazing thing for any human body uh, because it's in the words, it's in the title. Kind of also known as a body scan meditation. It's the practice of reducing the tension in the body and promoting relaxation, usually by tightening and relaxing a muscle, one muscle group at a time throughout the body, but sometimes it's as simple as starting at your toes and working your way up and having someone talk you through into a deeply, deeply relaxed state. And because you're focusing on one part of your body at a time. So I can sit here and say, okay, my shoulders are really bothering me today. I need to relax them. But I'm also currently focused on sitting up. I'm focused on talking. You know what I mean? Like, so tonight my shoulder really hurts. I will probably lay down, put on a guided relaxation 
meditation that will walk me through relaxing each major body part from my toes up to my shoulders until I'm completely relaxed or asleep. <laughs> but it's a, this is also a fantastic way to get to know your actual human suit. Yeah, I did this once. One of my serving through YouTube on that. And it does, because you're concentrating so much on that one muscle group or body area, it does really help. Yeah, I, I will do that. I will do a progressive relaxation meditation um, the night before an MRI so that my body is absolutely just the most relaxed it can be. Uh, the next kind <laughs> we're going to do is loving kindness. Loving kindness meditation is used to strengthen feelings of compassion and kindness um, and used to work on accepting yourself and others. It typically involves opening the mind to receiving love from others and uh, it can involve a series of well wishes to loved ones. It just depends on who's leading your meditation, if someone's leading it. Um, but it really works on kind of radical acceptance, not just of the people around you, but the situations around you. I used to do a vision, a bubble of light around me, and then just pushing it out towards people I know. Mm -hmm. Kind of a little bit like that. I mean, yeah. It wasn't a long meditation, but I would just try to envision that going out to others. And this is another great example of how this, how the different, how there is overlap because our next yeah. is our next type of meditation is visualization which is a technique focused on enhancing feelings of relaxation peace calmness whatever by visualizing positive scenes or images it, with this practice it's important to imagine the scene as vividly and use as many of your senses as you can hmm. um this is the type of meditation i do the most often and so when i'm doing a visualization I try really hard to, when I start out, especially if I start out in the, in the, if I start out doing the meditation to go to my, to visualize, to my sacred space, mm -hmm. when I sink into my meditative state, um, when I'm first there, when I open up to the visual, visualization and I'm in that empty field, I take a minute and I make sure I take several breaths so that I'm breathing in. What am I smelling? Is can I feel the wind? Uh, what's, what's the grass feel like? Is, can I hear, what am I hearing? Am I, um, and because I start myself off in this just big open field, there's been times where I haven't heard anything but wind through grass, but there's been a couple of times where I've heard cows. Cows. That's interesting. <laughs> I just made Sorry. up a new category. Hmm. Looking at visualization, I'm like, okay, what I have is hmm. reverse visualization because <laughs> images just get thrown at me and I'm like what I call Kristen or a messenger I'm like what the heck was that all about like I just get PowerPoint presentations just thrown at me so reverse visualization is a new thing <laughs> yeah I, yeah you I, I don't I don't understand some of the, your visions either they're so whether they're past life and we'll so get into them at, at the end yeah we're, yeah we'll get there so that, that's a new category in reverse. <laughs> All right. So I am going to, uh, like I said, my, my most favorite, the ones I use the most often are going to be visualization and mantra meditations. I um, will frequently just 
tie in the mantra to the visualization by repeating the name of the deity that I'm working with. Hmm. That does not always have the desired effect, but we'll get into that. Um, I'm going to walk you guys through, you got you all through my favorite meditation so that you can kind of understand and have a place, I guess, to jump off from. This is a visualization meditation. Uh, the most important thing starting out with meditation is get comfortable. That can be sitting down, that can be lying down, but you should be as comfortable as possible. Take several deep breaths, focusing on the air coming into your lungs, going into your bloodstream. When you're good and relaxed, when you have a very good breathing pattern going, picture yourself in a field, and this is where you're going to start to really feel everything around you. You feel the sun on your face, breeze in your hair. Can you smell the grass or the dirt? What are you hearing? When you're, when you're ready, you can begin walking in any direction. Feel the ground with each step. Watch the horizon move. Is it getting closer? Is it getting full, farther away? How is it changing? Be fully in the space you are in, and when you are ready, you will come to a stream. So this stream is the border between the land you're in now and the land of your guides and your own sacred space. But to cross this stream, you must cross the bridge. When you get to the middle of the bridge, you will leave your troubles that you have today by picking up the rocks that are laid along the bridge and pouring your troubles into each rock one by one. You're going to drop the rocks into the stream. And when you're ready, cross the stream. And when you step off that bridge, you will enter a land that is all your own. It is private and it is sacred. And it is the space where you can be your truest self. While you visit here, you will find an altar. This altar can be anything. It can be a large formal altar. It can be a stump with offerings left on it. It can be a special spot under a tree. This is where you will find all of the things that your deity or your guides would like as offerings. They're already there for you. When you're ready to meet your guide or your deity, they may come to your altar and greet you and offer you advice. They may not, because even if you think you are ready, you may not be ready. But sit, whoever shows up at this altar in this sacred space, sit with them, hear what they have to say. And when it's time, offer thanks, always offer thanks, and walk back through the stream and into the real world. And at the end of that, you're gonna to wanna to allow yourself a few minutes get fully back in your body and that's that meditation can last five minutes it can last 20 minutes can last as long as it needs to if you're having a very good conversation <laughs> there's no rushing there the reason i like this meditation is because once you know the the pattern you're taking your breaths in you're in this you're in the the field space, okay, you've walked to the stream, you know, once you know the pattern, 
it can take as little time as it needs to or as much time as it needs to. Recently, I realized, oh, I should probably go clean my, my altar in this mind palace space because I hadn't done that for a while. And I, I knew that was part of what was happening in my real world was that I had neglected that. So I was like, I'm going to go and go clean clean that altar. I'm going to set it up. I don't need to meet anybody in this sacred space, but I'm going to go, go do that. So I sat down and I started meditating and I could, I was fully in the field and it was a beautiful, it was a cornfield this time. It was lovely. The sun was nice. There were no cows. It <laughs> was just lovely. Um, and I walked through the cornfield and I got to the stream and I could not even step onto the bridge. Hmm. And I thought, okay, that just tells me that there's a lot of work to do right there. And that's fine. I've gone back since then and have been working on that. So yeah, I've been, as you know me, I, I reverse visualization. That's all I have. I saw something that it's a lot harder for left brain people to visualize. And I guess that makes sense because we're more analytical and, mm -hmm. and deal with things like that. Um, I also saw something. I was going to get your feedback on this. I stopped doing fluoride a long time ago because what about blocking the third eye and that. But it was talking about high and low vibrational food, hmm. which I don't, you know, me, I don't eat a lot of processed food, but like recently I've been busier at work. So I've been doing some healthy frozen food and it's talking about microwave and stuff. I didn't go as far into the research to look into what is a high vibrational. I would imagine... Yeah, I don't. And vegetable, you know, salads and I don't know. Because I have such a hard time sometimes just eating in general. Yeah. Like just, I mean, you know this, I have my safety food. Yeah. Um, it's, the, it's the one food I know, no matter what my neurons are misfiring, that's the food that I can eat regularly. And so because I have enough trouble with that, I hadn't, I don't really, I avoid looking into things like that because I know, oh no, you know, yeah, I don't. <laughs> they're going to take away I the mean, you, You're really good at it. So you don't, so I'm always looking at what can I do to improve mm -hmm. it? And I thought, you know, I have been, I have been doing this and I haven't eaten as much salads and but that'll take me down the whole rabbit hole. Okay. Well, well and you, you do so much better just in general when you have just a salad a day I, my body is definitely um does better on alkaline and then sometimes i just i gotta get better at just preparing like the batch preparing because i'm the worst at that because i get busy and before i know it it's lunchtime and then it's dinner and i'm like oh crap and i, I was just well, curious if, uh, if you had um read about that before i hadn't i mean i think vaguely i had heard about that but in a way that was like, you know what? I know myself well enough to know that if I start down that road. Yeah. Become a it becomes, kid. yeah. Yeah. So now you are going to share with me your past life. Oh, 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 stars and garters. So, so I decided, okay, so we're going to do meditation and there's, you know, I got the visualization down reasonably well the mantras of you know all of that I have all of that I, I want to try something new for this episode so I decided I was going to do a past life regression guided meditation so I've, I found one I, I liked uh, the, the guy that I did it it's the first one if you type in uh, past life regression meditation 
It's the very first one that pops up. And uh, I thought, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Got ready. Everything was, everything was great. Everything was set up great. And he starts you off. It's very calm. It's very, I felt very safe. That's very important. I've started some guided meditations from YouTube and been like, whoa, nope. I know. Like, what the? <laughs> I don't like you, good sir, or good mans, or good whatevers. I just, you know, no. But this guy, I felt very safe. I did not feel. It's Brian Weiss, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I felt. I felt safe enough to continue. So starts you off by he's going to walk you back through to a childhood memory. That's where he's going to really start getting into the work. And I, the first one that came to my mind was a memory. I could not have been more than three or four. Okay. Um, so still in this life or yes. Okay. No, for sure. In this life, because I was sitting with my brother and I, I, and I was sitting on the grass in our old front yard Mm -hmm. And I could feel the grass, like I could feel it prickling my fat little three-year-old legs. Mm -hmm. um, and I was very uncomfortable and I didn't like the shorts that my mom had put me in. And I was very agitated and they kept trying to shove my brother into my lap. So he must have been a baby. Mm -hmm. And in that, he starts asking, you know, why did you go back to this memory? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I have no idea other than I think it's really good that I could feel it so intensely. Yeah, that's great. But like why I picked that one, I have no idea. Like there's nothing else. It was just me being in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, and then he says he's going to talk you back through being born. Well, that's when things got unpleasant. Um, he talks you like you're in the womb and you're feeling safe and da, 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 da. Well, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't time. safe in the womb. I was, um, I was adopted at birth. Um, I was a very unwanted pregnancy. It was the 60s, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. So the minute he starts saying, picture yourself in the womb, um, this was the first time I did this meditation. Um, I've since worked on it and gotten a little further each time. But it's, the minute he says, feel yourself in the womb, I went, nope, I don't want to be here. And it was such a, because before, now remember before that, he's walked me through, it's been very comforting. I was agitated by the grass and I was agitated by the, my clothes. But overall, I felt like, ugh, just my physical environment that's gross, you know? Yeah. When was he was emotional. like, yeah, when you, it was very much, I don't want to be here. I'm not wanted here it's an unpleasant situation. Like it felt, it was not, it was not good. And that was as far as I got on that one. Um, like I said, I've, I've since worked through, um, I haven't gotten any really good past life hits though. So we'll see. I'm going to keep working on it. Okay. So you just had that rejection mm -hmm. of the, I don't want to be here in the room. But room it was so. Such a strong reaction really. Yeah, it was so almost physical. Yeah. That sensation. So I, and I was like, you know what? No, because if I try too hard to push through something that intense. Yeah. Um, I would say the next time, like totally skip that part and go into mm -hmm. the past life because that would have been, a you would have been picking up on the feelings. Mm -hmm. I think what I'm going to do is um, 
record my own sort of regression and see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. Playing with some ideas, but yeah, it was not a pleasant experience. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I kind of thought of situations. There's always one, um, you know, I was born in California and then moved to um, New York. It goes between like three. And I can remember this one memory, probably one of the first times being around my grandfather, my papa. And I remember him being mad at me and me going hiding in their little closet in the kitchen. And that, when I think little, that memory always comes to me. I thought of that and then the birth, you know, it's more, I think, more of stories that back then, like my dad was never in the hospital. He also had two older brothers, so he would be out the window when, when I was born. Um, and I didn't... I didn't get into past life's visions then, but then some of the flashes, um, we started this two weeks ago when we started the three different meditations. And the goddess warning gave me the most flashes. Um, I talked to you about seeing the group of soldiers with the big khaki color hat, khaki brownish hats and just walking in the line like a cobblestone street and one kind of turning and like he was going to say something to me, but then never did. It's mine are all short little video clips now. In the beginning, it was the um, Viewmaster, kind of just uh, screenshots, kind of. And the two men walking down the cobblestone street, and one, I, it's, I don't remember the name, I call it the Gilligan hat that's kind of down over the head. <laughs> um, him and another guy walking in front of me. Um, but when I did the Akasha record one is when I got the weirdest shot where the guy was swallowing the wolf's head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the mouth was wide and, and that sometimes I get those visions and they just shock me out of like the time when I was, Kristen always tells me envision the space going through all that. So, um, I was envisioning a door and I don't do anything small. So it was a very 40 foot door <laughs> in a, like a castle. And it just um, shocked me right out of it. Cause I was like, ah, <laughs> and then I moved it. Um, but the interesting thing when I was doing all the research, the other one, the last one I saw was just a etching of a dragon standing up full wings out. And he had a microphone the end of his hand, I don't know what it was. I'm like, what? And ladies and gentlemen, I do not do drugs. I don't know where this shit comes from. <laughs> Bulletproof coffee, I don't know what it is. but <laughs> And it was, the funny thing is, too, it was a black and white etching kind of drawing. And just sure. the microphone. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Most of the time I say that, I don't know what that means. So then I thought, oh, I am really getting a lot of flashes and little videos. I'm going to take my little book and I'm going to put it on my nightstand and nothing. Last weekend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to document all this for the show. Nothing. Not only nothing, but literally I was asleep, I think, 15 cents into the video. <laughs> I wake up 3.30 in the morning. I don't know what I was listening to. I went down the YouTube hole all by itself. I'm like, what is going on? Nothing. So, you know, last night using my logical brain, I'm like, okay, forget this. Take the book and I put it on my bookshelf and had the weirdest freaking dream of my life last night, which I'm not even going to go into. Yeah, that... Um, Literally dealing with, you know what. <laughs> so, 
That's my, my we get a glance with meditating. <laughs> yeah, but I do, I do want to remind you, you know, when we started this. And nothing. Swirls of color. You got, yeah, you got, if you were lucky, you would get swirls in color. Yeah. Um, Occasionally a pentagram or yeah. meditated. So going back two or three years ago, if I was doing meditation in a yoga class, I would always get a heart. Uh, pink or lavender or that teal color, I get a heart. And if I was doing it here, I would get a pentagram. But that's, I, that's, I mean, I haven't done yoga, a yoga class. Obviously, we're in COVID. I haven't done that in a long time. But um, And then it went to um, worlds of kind of my ocean colors, teal, purples, you know, those kind of colors, and it would just swirl. Then it moved into the Viewmaster shots where and it wasn't really so much even meditation. Like I would just be, I guess maybe I was kind of meditating, but it would be like the end of the night. I would just get these shots of people and that. And like, I've never seen this person before in my life. I don't know why it's, I don't know. And now it's moved into what I call the little short video clips. <laughs> but it's not what I'm in reverse engineering. Coming into me, I'm not... Um, that's a completely valid form now. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, so I guess it's just analyzing W. Yeah. And, and you did get, I don't want to overshare, but remember oh, yeah. back in the day when you did a meditation and you saw a little red headed child fleeing on the beach, on the beach. And now what do you got? I have a little fair headed, like, Two and a half year old <laughs> literally will flee me on the beach because you cannot keep that child down. And since, so, since she was born, I had a vision of a tow headed grandson. So I keep telling mm -hmm. my daughter that. I, so I think your meditation is ends up being more prophetic in some way. Hmm. So even if you don't understand what those all mean, um, they might be telling you something that's going to happen. They might be allegory for something. Yeah. Not, or you something know. from a past life, too. Yeah, exactly. You've been much better at tapping into your Akashic records than I have, um, or to the Akashic records than I have. When we've worked with our Akashic guide, um, yours seems to come through and make much more sense. Yeah. Um, mine is just some guy in a lowrider, and I don't know what is happening. <laughs> um, I am literally gonna the other night when I started on the block down for the last week. I'm like, dude, if it's you that's messing with me, I am going to mm. smoke your you know what right out of this room. I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or I visualize that it's kind of like he's causing this curtain around me, and I'm just like, okay, I'm done with this. Like the curtain, no, no more curtains. I'm done. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm getting like, okay, you just need to pull open the curtain. Interesting. So, so definitely, I want to say with any type of meditation that you choose, especially if you're just starting out meditating, don't, there's no, there isn't a right way and there isn't a wrong way to address the information that comes to you. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, if you're doing, let's say, let's say Tai Chi, because it is a very structured set of movements, mm -hmm. you're doing Tai Chi, or if you're walking a labyrinth, yes, there's a right way to do those things, right? But there is not a right way to interpret what your senses are picking up. Yeah, use your when you're doing the meditation, um, because these are messages from the greater than, mm -hmm. and I keep saying this: we're small humans. We're not meant to know all of the things, and so there may be things, there may be bits of information that you're being given through your meditation practice that are bits of information you need sometime in the near future like the image of the little girl running away from you on the beach. That was information at the time. You did need that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was before she even got pregnant. Yeah. But and she was trying. Else in our group at the time that said, I think that's your future granddaughter. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So like that's information you needed at that time. And it was information you needed at the time because everybody was kind of getting frustrated with the whole process. That process you know i still don't know why i needed to know about sitting on the grass with my brother but you know we'll get there maybe something i'm trying to think of relationship I, right now with him or uh, awkward or hard to tell uh, yeah i do you want to share we're one thrilled that you had another one in the family <laughs> you're like hey, i'm the hedgehog you know what happened here yeah that's true I have met me. Um, for people that do, I mean, Kristen and I are both on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I can't visualize with a darn. And one thing I read people like me is to not force. Mm -mm. Yeah, don't. Just let, and that when I, when I read that, that's when I, that night that the ones I went over tonight with the goddess that like, they were just coming in left and right. Cause I wasn't trying to, like my mind and let I guess I was just a receiver I wasn't a transmitter if you will. yeah I, and that's another that's a you know there's I am absolute rubbish at mindfulness meditation like when I have to sit and focus and yes there is yes you're kind of mindful when you're doing the visualizations in that you're aware of the things but I'm focusing I'm I'm driving my thoughts when I do the visualization yeah. I'm the person driving that in mindfulness you're supposed to just let them happen uh -uh. and you're not supposed to judge them no yeah that's hard to no do. my brain goes oh you know what you should be doing right now you should be making a list did you make a list yet you should make a list oh oh did that you, list. oh you want to you want to because because I remember the person who taught me this taught me meditation was like okay so for mindfulness meditation one of the things you can do is you can count to four and then count back from four. So for, especially for somebody who has a busier brain where you're, you know, try it. So you can one, two, three, yeah. four, four, three, three two, one. Mm, no, sucker, I just, me, I do that with um, my breathing. I breathe in for three. I hold for three and I let out for three because three times three, what else? See, for me, that starts me in a, and we're counting and all we're going to do is count. So we're going to count some more. Like, and then I start 
like doing this really aggressive free associate like it just gets weird and it gets messy Mm -hmm. so mindfulness and meditation is not the most optimal meditation for me yeah everybody's gonna be different yeah everybody's gonna be different um starting off little kids with something like um the five senses meditations what do you sit still you won't sit still so for bug who is two in three days um happy birthday bug he, uh, his, the best form of meditation for him right now would be movement meditation because he is a two year old. He doesn't stop moving ever. And, um, so, but having concentrated movement where we're focused and we do this a lot, actually, where we walk quietly through our neighborhood and we're focusing, what do you see here? And what, so I'm kind of trying to get him to be mindful yeah that makes sense I'm, I'm perfect for his age that is meditation um as always if you have any questions you can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com we are on the web at lunarmagicteatime.com you can listen to the podcast on itunes spotify podbean stitcher google play you can join the Facebook group. Um, it's Lunar Magic Tea Time. And there's merch on Teespring. Oh, follow us on YouTube. Yep. Give meditation <laughs> a try. There's no right or wrong way, as you can tell by Kristen's and <laughs> my various descriptions. <laughs> Have a wonderful day.